You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline and we are back talking nxt on the wwe network and hulu hello jacqueline how are you doing i'm doing well thanks how are you uh i am in the mood to talk about a pretty good episode of nxt this week that is how i am doing same got a a good one uh first let's uh i want to bring up uh nxt uk from this week it Mm -hmm. was again from the same place in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> this is the last someplace in Arizona. This was the Thank last. God. <laughs> this was the last of those episodes. Uh, they had a, a pretty okay match with Tyler Bate and Gentleman Jack Gallagher, who is usually a two hundred five oh, yeah. guy. Um, I didn't. So I didn't watch the full episode, but I did see both of their entrances. I love Gentleman Jack, so. Yeah, he, he actually I liked him better as a babyface because he had mm. this. He came out to this ridiculous classical music, and he carried an umbrella with him. That's yeah. That's all I know of him is my, that he had the umbrella. <laughs> my daughter, my youngest daughter, knows him as Umbrella Man. Yeah, so she. Me too. <laughs> she loves him. Uh, they had a good. They had a good match uh, that was uh, very technically based, and Tyler Bate rolled him up in like ten minutes to win. Uh, there was a, an Eddie Dennis promo, uh, basically saying that even though he lost to Dave Mastiff, that, uh, when he returns, he's more motivated than ever to take everybody down. Uh, they did Cassius Ono and Walter. And the only time I saw this crowd come alive was when Walter came out. They were Mm. literally very excited to see Walter and Cassius Ono. Uh, they, they, this crowd did not know who anyone else was except Walter. It was weird. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Uh, they, yeah. they knew him, but, or maybe they were just excited. I don't know. They, um, this match went under 10 minutes. Uh, they kind of clubbered each other a little bit and Walter won with a power bomb. Not the best Walter Cassius Ono clash I've ever seen. Uh, it was okay. Uh, and Walter didn't get to Walter didn't get to do his chops because, of course, Cassius Ono wears a jersey top, so that sort of takes away from the sound, which is <laughs> a big part of the Walter chop effect. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, main event was Grizzled Young Veterans retaining the UK tag titles over Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch in 13 minutes, uh, and it was a pretty good match that the crowd was mostly quiet for. Which is not good. Yeah. They're going to be back in the UK, though, and uh, next week with a main event of Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks in a Falls Count Anywhere match uh, to continue their feud. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, And they're going to be in the UK, so the crowd should be into it. Yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, everybody. 
okay, so let's talk about uh, NXT proper. Yeah. I don't know what episode we're on now. Normally it has the episode number in here, but I'm not seeing it, so I'm panicking. It's like episode... I'm going to go with 294. Oh, no, it's like 490. That's what I meant, 494. Something That's like it. that. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> okay, so the show opens with Johnny Gargano coming out to address the events of the last few weeks. Uh, mm. For a guy who just lost his title, he seemed happier than I would have presume yeah he's in good spirits he's here for the people Mm -hmm. he seems like a politician yeah um (laughs) he failed to retain his title and the crowd chanted johnny i will say this i i don't know if the crowd is just being obtuse on purpose or if they're just not thick enough to get what the storyline is between johnny gargano and tommaso champa because one minute they're chanting johnny failure at him Mm-hmm. Like they cheer him when he comes out, but then they're chanting Johnny failure at him. And then when he, uh, spoiler for later in this segment, decides to team up with Tommaso Ciampa, they cheer. They do. I don't think they understand what the story is here or like they just don't care or I don't know, Jacqueline. But I I feel like the story is really obvious to me. But The story is obvious, but I'm going to go with um, most fans uh, just want them to be together again. Mm-hmm. So they don't care what's good for Johnny or not. They're like, they want what's good for them. It's a very yeah. selfish cheering. Yeah, it is. I also think with the Johnny failure thing, I really feel like the crowd just picks up on whatever he's saying. Yes. And then they just put whatever word he uses after Johnny. Yes. <laughs> That's annoying. Don't do that, like, everybody. He could say anything. <laughs> they yeah. would do it. <laughs> Johnny Walmart, and they'll chant it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't. I think that's more of just the crowd having fun mm-hmm. than them not following along. <laughs> I sometimes uh, I hope he puts this to the test one day and says Johnny chant something, and the crowd just says Johnny Johnny they, something. They just chant Johnny chant something at him. That would be uh, awesome. <laughs> Velveteen Dream comes out, or Velveteen? No, he doesn't. Velveteen Dream nope. defeated Gargano to win the championship. Uh, yes. Johnny called it one of the toughest matches of his career. And uh, he said that he re- he introduced everyone to Johnny Champion, but failed. So this is when they chanted Johnny Failure at him. Um, mm-hmm. He said he still feels like a champion, but he doesn't have a title. Uh, and he says that he's uh, uh, he said that he has come to realize something, but then trailed off when Tommaso Ciampa's uh, music interrupted him. Yeah, and, his music's intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one will survive. I mean, that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Especially for a guy who's defeated a lot of people, but they've all survived. And maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't mean in terms of like he's going to kill yeah. them. He just no one will. It's a yeah. No one will defeat. It's a metaphor. Him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also like that he has a new shirt, the three quarter length sleeve mm-hmm. Raglan tee with his black heart logo thing. Just please sell your shirts, Champa. Come on, no. The crowd weirdly chanted in favor of Champa. He told them to save it. <laughs> uh, then he said, "Look, they've been on Raw lately in SmackDown, and they've been teaming there, and they've been winning." He says mm-hmm. when they're together, they win. He said last week he offered Johnny to help. He offered him help. He said he'd be there. Johnny declined his offer, and he lost. 
Right. So what does that tell us? It's not necessarily a bad thing, says Champa. We need each other, he says to Johnny. Mm. He then goes on to brag about holding his championship before uh, pointing out again that Johnny has no title. He concluded that the solution was them teaming up in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, winning the tournament, and going to take over to defend or to to win the tag team titles at NXT Takeover New York slash Brooklyn Five. Uh, yep. Champa said that it could be their moment, and he tried to convince Gargano to team with them. The crowd then chanted DIY, and then Johnny shook his hand, and that settles it. DIY is back together for the Dusty Classic, which, by the way, we forgot to mention last week. They teased yeah, this whole announcement, and the mm-hmm. and we're like, oh god, it's going to be something horrible, isn't it? And no, it was. They just announced that the Dusty Classic is back for this year, and they announced uh, the first four teams. Yeah, and they announced real the, disappointed the Forgotten Sons were in there, but that's fine. Yeah, well, they're a team. <laughs> so it makes sense, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is exciting. Mm-hmm. I just I wish the that. crowd would have fun with the story. Like, they should be mad that he's teaming with Gargano, because they know that Gargano, or that or they should be mad that he's teaming with Ciampa, because they know, or at least they should know, that Ciampa is manipulating Johnny to keep him away from his championship. Like he, I think like the idea here is that in Ciampa's mind, there's only one guy who could beat him for his title. And it's Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano. And he needs to keep Johnny Gargano away from his title. So, you know what? Let's team up and we'll be in the dusty classic. We'll win it. And we'll go to takeover, which conveniently means that he wouldn't have to defend his title against anybody, let alone Johnny. You keep your friends Mm. close and your enemies closer. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, I just, the crowd, the, the weird crowd reactions, like, I know what the story is, but like, if, say like, this is somebody's first NXT show and they're watching it. They'd have no idea what to make of any of this based off of how the crowd is reacting to these guys minute by minute. And, but I, I guess I don't find a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I just like, I just think it's fun. Like you get swept up in it in different ways. I, I really just think the crowd wants to see them together again that badly. Yeah. Which they're is, good together. Which is weird, because I think they're good as a team, but they're also good singles to, yes. against each other. Uh, they really are. So, to me, it doesn't matter how they're together, as long as they're together in some fashion. If it means they're not a team and they fight each other, that's also mm-hmm. great. Well, I have a prediction. Mm-hmm. For leading up to TakeOver. Yes. They're going to get knocked out in the Dusty Rose Classic probably really early on. And then their rivalry within the team will start again. And that will set them up for their final match at TakeOver. Yeah. Because, okay, so at the after this, yeah. they catch up with Johnny and Candice. And Candice oh. is not happy. Fuming. Yeah. She is beyond pissed. And she could barely muster words to speak to her husband and Johnny's like look I've got this and she says I hope you know what you're doing and she storms mm-hmm. off it's true I have one thing I'd like to say about Candace if that's okay by all means doesn't she don't her arms look bigger like doesn't she look more muscular right now yeah like, she's getting jacked I, she looks amazing Candace muscles I just say, yeah 
For real, though. She's awesome. Yeah, Candace Bicep. And I love her hair. Yeah, I love that nickname. There is a a clip of her uh, from a house show of her giving Adam Cole a springboard reverse Hurricane Rana during a a match, and it looks awesome. Well, I have to find that now. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's circling around the the Twitter GIF-averse. Uh, okay. But it happened at a, apparently a recent NXT house show. Uh, Kathy Kelly, uh, by the way, uh, this is how they are tying together the fact that for some reason on the main roster, apparently Ricochet and Aleister Black are a team? What? It's weird. They're teaming on Raw and SmackDown based off of the podcast. Uh, I presume they're good matches and stuff, too, because they're really good. But they don't seem like a, these guys would be a team. Uh, I don't, from whatever I've seen of them on the main roster, they've always been singles. Yeah, so here's how, uh, well, apparently this past week they teamed on Raw and SmackDown together, I guess. Oh my God. Uh, Oh my God. So here's how Triple H, here's how Triple H is handling that on this week's episode of NXT. Kathy Kelly was interviewing Ricochet, who, by the way, looked like he was on his way to a wedding. Oh, his outfit was Spot on. That red jacket. It was a little... I will admit, I felt like he was maybe a little overdressed for the occasion. He probably was. But I got... I feel like these are his real clothes, and he's like, well, I'm just going to wear them. This was like a big, bright red, like, almost like a tuxedo, almost. He was very... yeah. With a black bow tie, he had like a black flowery Flower? Yes. Oh, he pulled it off, though. Not many men can do that. Uh, He talked about having unfinished business with Undisputed Era and he knows Mm -hmm. he cannot fight them alone which is why he's been teaming up with Aleister Black because he has issues with Undisputed Era and they both, they've been teaming because they want to enter the Dusty Classic and get their Mm -hmm. hands on the Undisputed Era so Triple H found a way to make this work even though it sounds weird on paper it does. So, and I will say this. I feel I feel bad for the people of NXT because I feel like all they're doing is justifying the weird stuff that's happening on the main <laughs> yes, roster. that's what they have it's to like, do. So, it's like when I used to do improv and, like, you have to justify what people are saying. And sometimes yes. people would say things out of left field, like, the aliens are coming. And you're like, well, we're in a house. And so you have to figure out how to tie it all together. Yes. Like, this is what they're, they're doing. And I give them a lot of credit because... They are trying their asses off. <laughs> well, they, they really made it work here because they, yeah. both of these guys have issues with Undisputed Era. Now, it seems mm-hmm. weird that they think the only way that they can uh, finish their business with them is to enter a tag team tournament in which Undisputed Era is also in with only the hopes that they will run into this team uh, and get their hands on them. But uh, that's <sighs> the stretch. That's the leap of logic you have to make a little bit in order to make this whole them as a tag team thing work and it it works as long as you don't think about it too hard which you really shouldn't with wrestling to begin with but it's wrestling uh speaking of tag teams vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah took on the team of tainara conti and zaya lee i did not think this match was very good uh i like zaya lee i think she tried really hard in this match but tainara is not there Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah are not there as performers. The crowd was not into this. It was at times very ugly looking in there. And uh, Aaliyah and 
Vanessa hit a double team and won. Which weirded me out, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I guess they're more of a unit than Tayanara and Zaya are, I suppose. Which makes sense. And um, I don't particularly like Vanessa and Aaliyah, mm-hmm. but whenever I've seen Vanessa live at the house shows, she plays up her character, and mm-hmm. I respect that. Yes. So she gets who she is, like, and she plays with the crowd for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I at least admire her presence, I yes. guess I will say. Yeah. Uh, the show basically picked up from here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Velveteen Dream was coming into the building when he was approached by the Undisputed Era. Uh, this is fantastic. <laughs> this was. Changed. They had great banter. <laughs> uh, Kyle O'Reilly called him Velveta Dream and then laughed at his own joke. <laughs> um, and Velveteen Dream called the Undisputed Era like his Adam Cole's cronies or his goons or something. And mm-hmm. Roderick Strong took great offense to this and said, hey, we are best friends. Yep. They're not just <laughs> sidekicks. They're buddies. They're a unit. Adam Cole uh, yelled at the cameraman slash interviewer for not interviewing him instead. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so basically these guys are setting up for a, a match together. Uh, and this yes. was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And I love that Velvet Dream called him a little, called Adam Cole a little man. Yeah, big words for a little man. A big yeah. mouth or something, yeah. Yeah, because for a wrestler, he's kind of a tiny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I have to talk about Bobby Fish for a second. Mm-hmm. He looks like a villain from, like, a, a Western movie. <laughs> with his mustache. Like, he does. Me, like a, yes. Like, he just needs, like, a top hat and some weird glasses. Uh, but also... <laughs> give him some chaps. Yeah. But also, like, <laughs> the, I love the way, like, they all have manipulated their shirts in some way. Like, they all wear the same shirt, but it's, like, whatever. But he cut he cut it out so weirdly. <laughs> and, I'm just, and I know this is a weird thing to, like, pick up on. But it's just, he, he just, like, it doesn't fit, like, the rest of his persona. And I just, and I, but I admire him because I think he's just going wherever he wants, which is to crazy town. (laughs) I'm just so happy you've joined me in the noticing the minutia, like the tiny details of things. It's all, you see, it's all clothing and hair though, right? Like, yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's like with me too. Like I'll notice, like I'll pay attention to like somebody's gear or their, their theme song or something like that. Yeah. Like who cares about that stuff? But it's like, Oh, this thing, that's all I could think about the whole match. Well, my thing is I'm really just a little, uh, not obsessed, but like I'm enamored with Bobby fish mm-hmm. because he's such, he's so crazy to me. First of all, in any of the pictures that they have of him, yeah. he really looks like he's going to jump through my TV screen and like smack me. Yeah. Like I can't, like he's terrifying. I mean, his last um, name is fish for some reason. That seems weird to me too. He should be he he should also have the last name Strong and he and Roderick should be brothers or Bobby, something. Bobby Strong. Bobby Strong. Uh, Bobby love, and Roddy. I love Bobby. Bobby and Roddy Strong. Strong. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Bobby anyway. Strong. Um uh, Kathy Kelly stood outside William Regal's office as she began reporting on recent developments when a ruckus caused uh <gasps> caused a ruckus, I guess. A ruckus caused a ruckus in the hallway. 
Bianca Belair and Io Shirai are yelling at each other. This actually was mostly just Bianca yelling at Io, and Io's kind of like, what mm-hmm. are you saying to me? I don't speak right. perfect English. And Bianca is just screaming at her. They were pulled apart and separated. And then a segment later, a tweet from William Regal announced a Bel Air Shirai match for a number one contendership that airs in two weeks on NXT. Uh, mm-hmm. The winner facing Shayna Baszler at TakeOver New York slash Brooklyn Five. Yeah, my... Um, I feel like they're, they're, set, they're making um, Bianca into being such a like whiny brat right now and I don't like where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um it's like, not a, just, Yeah, it's not a good it's, it's not a good look. They transitioned uh, her you know what it is? I think they transitioned her from she was clearly a bad guy for a while. Yeah. And then they did this weird transition because they wanted her and Shayna to have a match. But right. Shayna's clearly the bad guy in every scenario she's in. Every so, so they had to do this weird scenario where Bianca is kind of a good guy for a little bit. But yeah. now that that's done, she feels like she's right back to being a bad guy, which is not the kind of character consistency I've come to expect from NXT. I'm not a fan yeah. of this. I don't, yeah, I don't like what they're doing with her character. I, I like Bianca, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll just whatever they're, whatever. I'm hoping they have a plan is yes. really what's coming when I'm, coming to <clears throat> uh dominic dijakovic and keith lee uh mm-hmm. so many things about this match uh i have so many thoughts that i didn't think i would have <laughs> number one uh first thing to get out of the way i am a big fan of keith lee's new theme song uh it not is, know this. it is a uh yeah you <laughs> i can send you his original theme song which is far more generic than his current one which Uh, features him rapping the lyrics which is always a plus for professional wrestlers if they sing and or rap their own songs that are about them yeah so this was a this was a plus uh and i know these guys work uh i know their work from the independence and Mm -hmm. i was very excited when i saw this match I was less excited when I saw the finish, but then became excited as soon as my brain caught up with the rest of itself and realized what they're doing here. Uh, yep. but, but these guys got into the ring and they kind of clubbered each other at first, but then they started to do the things that no other big guys of their size can do, which is flip and fly and leapfrog. Yep. Uh, Le- Keith Lee hip-tossed Le- Dom- Dominic and he landed on his feet. Uh, yes. He mon- Dominic tried to monkey flip Keith Lee, and he landed on his feet. And this they is so crazy. They stared at so each. There was. They stared at each other. They did big power moves. Um, eventually, this uh, had uh, Keith Lee ending up on the apron. Dijakovic gave him this big boot, and then Dominic did a springboard moonsault to the outside onto Keith Lee. And it took so much out of both men that they were not able to get back into the ring by the time the referee counted to 10. It was a double countout. I was at first disappointed, but then I realized, oh, they are only doing this because they're just giving us a taste of the bigger yep. match that they were going to do down the road, presumably at this next takeover, which has me very yeah. excited. Yeah, that's I had to have it explained to me, too, mm-hmm. um, because I'm like, why? I'm like, I hate when matches like this. And um it was like, well, you can't have two big, strong guys. Like, you can't have one defeat the other right now. And I was like, oh, I'm like that's actually kind of smart. 
Um, Especially since yeah. they did a bunch of they did a bunch of crazy stuff. Like Keith Lee, didn't he like jump over Dijakovic like to avoid something? Yeah, yeah, he leapfrogged but, him. I, oh my god, he is a. They're both like Dijakovic's tall. Keith Lee, not not what I would call spry looking. Like no. holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean Dijakovic is athletic, but he's so tall that it doesn't yeah. seem like he would be able to to do what he does. And Keith right. Lee, while not as tall, is still pretty tall, but he's also wide. And it yes. seems like he would not be doing the things that he does, yet he does them. And what they did here was perfect. They kind of just gave you a taste. Like, people are going, oh my god, this is awesome, mm-hmm. I can't believe this. And after the countout and everything, I'm like, oh my god, well, I know what they're doing. They're like, they know that this yeah. was like 10% of what they can do. And they gave you the ten percent here, and it's this is a tease for a I don't know a no count out like a no count out match or something in the yeah. or a false count anywhere or something like that where they can they can't be counted out and they'll have to do one hundred percent of all of so, their things. Mm-hmm. Um, so and these so these guys have worked on the independence together. Yes, uh, right. in fact, they had a f- a fairly famous match about a mm. year and a half ago. In which they hmm. did do all of the things, and it was a wild experience to watch them do it. And it's going to be even more wild to watch them do it in a gigantic building full of people who have never seen it before. Right. Uh, so that'll be that'll be my joy in watching it. <laughs> I mean, I still, I'm still, my mind is still blown watching them do it. Anyway, I've seen them do yeah. a lot of this before, but it doesn't cease to be amazing. It's still amazing. No. Yeah, they're, they're, the physicality out of both of them is fantastic. And I don't like either of them all that much, but this match, holy hell. You were right. You, you told me once you I, like once they used Keith Lee to his full capacity, like mm-hmm. I like him. And so you're right. Um, yeah, but... it's, I, I just like the same thing. I have, I have not liked Dijakovic's run up until this point. But mm-hmm. when I saw that this was the match that they were doing, I'm like, even if they do a little bit, like, yeah. this is going to make people be like, oh, my God, these two guys are, like, way better than I thought they were. And yes, then exactly. They, then they did it. Like, the crowd was, they couldn't believe what they were watching. Right. And it helps that they know each other so well mm-hmm. that, like, it makes for a good match. Yes. And, yes. like, after watching this, I'm like, oh, this would be a good, they would be a good first match at TakeOver to, like. Yes. Like, a non-title match to get it going. Like, yes. this would, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I love this. This was yeah. great. Yeah. The show kept getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, so after all of this, uh, and, you know, they teased it. Like, they were ba- they tried to get back into the ring. The crowd was chanting, let them fight. They were chanting for William Regal to come out and <laughs> fix this. But to no, to no avail, uh, yeah. it was a, there, there would be nothing. So up not, next. Not that night. Yes. Uh, up next, Sasha Banks' music hits. And this yeah. place goes bonkers she comes out and then bailey's music hits and the crowd goes even more bonkers didn't think it would be possible <laughs> they were going crazy uh izzy who is a nxt staple was there she was going nuts um that is would she be the, the one in the bailey jacket yeah that would be the girl they kept cutting to she's um she she has this long history in in nxt uh she was Kind of famously, uh, this girl who became attached to Bailey at an NXT house show, 
and became like a huge Bailey fan. And they kept going to the NXT tapings and she was always there as a big Bailey supporter. And I guess she got to sort of know her family. Bailey did a little bit. Uh, okay. to, the, to the point where they start, because she would always be like in the front row and she would, Bailey would always give her a hug and stuff. It got to the point where they actually used her as a part of a match. Uh, wow. They did, uh, it was the match that, they actually talk about it in this promo. The, yes. The Iron Woman match that they had, which was Sasha's last night in NXT. And when mm-hmm. Bailey became the official full-on top woman of NXT for a while. And gotcha. In this match, uh, to get heel heat, uh, Sasha had thrown Bailey up against one of the LED boards by the entrance to get her counted out to lose a fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Sasha's way back to the ring, she took, because um, Bailey had given her a headband, uh, given Izzy a headband, and Sasha stole it off of her head and put it on her head and went into the ring and was mocking Izzy. And then took it off and then threw it at her. And poor Izzy is, uh, I don't know if this is legitimate or if she's just a great little actor, crying in her father's arms, like tears streaming Aww. down her face. And the crowd could not believe this. It was tremendous, um, which is why this was so funny here. Bailey and Sasha come in here. By the way, my little one watching this with me, because every now and again she watches NXT as well, she could not believe this. She loves these two girls. Yeah, I couldn't believe it, and I'm not even that big of a whatever, but I was like, holy crap, like, this is awesome that they did this, you know? My youngest famously, uh, famously among people who know me, dressed up as Bailey for Halloween this year, so she's a big Bailey fan, and she was so excited, and then, like, she knew what the script was for this show, she looks at me and says, they came home! I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, well, yes, they did, sweetie. <laughs> and then that's one of the first things Sasha mentions is that it's great to be yeah. home. And she, they remember where, you know, it's important to remember where you came from. And mm-hmm. they're so proud of this accomplishment of being the women's tag team champions and that they wanted to share it with everybody. Um, and Bailey talks about how, like, you know, this is where they were the last time they were here was this match that they had. And... Sasha is the one she's like, she knows and points at Izzy and then right. they make that joke. She's like, Oh, she's a different person now. Yeah. And yeah. Sasha, Sasha goes, I'm changed. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was, that was cute. And Bailey said that they want these to be the most talked about and sought after belts and that they want the women in the back to step up their game because the next time they come back to NXT, uh, it's going to be to defend the titles and my dream again of Boston Hug versus Sky Pirates one step closer. Yep. Although, if EO is facing Shayna at TakeOver, they will not be doing it at TakeOver, which would be a colossal shame, because this match (laughs) needs to happen at TakeOver. What if it happens at WrestleMania? I mean, that would be crazy, too. That would be a weird... They'd have to call them up, obviously, for it, I suppose, but... Well, but they could just call them up for the match. Because honestly, I'll be honest, and no offense to all the other ladies in NXT, I don't know who Sasha and Bailey would be coming to NXT to wrestle if not Io and Kyrie. It, it would yeah, not be Jessamine tag- and Marina. It won't nope. be Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. Nope. I, I'm not, maybe, uh, I mean, there's some other women who it could be, but they're injured at the moment, like Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Um, 
Although Candice LeRae hinted at teaming with Casey Catanzaro, which would be an adorable team. I would love that. That would be such a good match. But Casey hasn't really made her NXT TV debut yet. No, no. Uh, And I like Casey. And I like Casey with Lacey as tag team partners. I don't remember Lacey's last name, though. Maybe Uh, something with a no. Lacey Lane. That's it. Yes. They work well together. But this was fantastic. And Mm -hmm. yeah, hopefully, or maybe they'll just come back to NXT. That would just be nice. They should just stay. Maybe maybe no one will notice. Maybe no one will notice. (laughs) Just start kidnapping all the stars you want back on NXT. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Okay, so main event time, Shayna Baszler in a non-title match against Mia Yim. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought this was the best Mia has looked since Agreed. coming up. Uh, this was a body part match. Shayna decided to go after, I believe, the ankle of mm-hmm. Mia. And at times, Mia sounded like she was being murdered by Shayna. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. kind of, actually kind of unsettling, those screams. But, but like, not in a shrill way. No, more of a, I'm literally hearing somebody being tortured or murdered kind of way, which is still unsettling. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, I wasn't by Mia yet. Sometimes when, when like, the women scream really a lot, like, mm-hmm. I get, like, I'm like, oh, stop that. But, like, with her, I'm like, oh, I buy this. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't ear piercing, but it was just, no. you know, unsettlingly real sounding. Yeah. It, it wasn't fake horror movie scream. Uh, they Shayna you- did the, uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you, you believe she was getting beat up. Oh, yes. Uh, which is weird because they're like best friends. But Wait, what? Yeah, Mia Yim Me- and Shayna and Jessamine, I think, all share like an apartment together or something. What? Yeah, they got like a, they have like YouTube videos of them doing stuff. Yeah, they're like good friends. It's <sighs> weird Maybe how, that's why this match was so good. Weird how best <laughs> friends tend to... That's, like, the weirdest thing about wrestling. Like, the people who are the best friends do the best job of beating each other up. Well, it's because you guys, you you have a different understanding of how each other works. That's true. So you're able to, like... um, I guess it's just... Go ahead. And when you think... Like, we think... We see a rivalry, but when you're in the ring together, you've got to see it as, like, not... I'm going to sound like Nikki Cross. It's almost like you're playing off of each other. Yeah, it's a partnership. Yep. Right. So you're going to have more fun if you know the person and like the person. It's just the weird, I guess it's just the weird aspect of wrestling that, I mean, you do hurt each other in there. Like, not injure, but, you know, if Shayna kicks you in your back, it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. You'll be okay, but it's Mm -hmm. also not going to feel great. So it's weird that you can do that to your best friends in wrestling and that it's not considered a bad thing, but a good thing. It's just a weird quirk of wrestling. Also, I'm pretty sure Shayna could kill you. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. She just doesn't. Like, she decides not to. Shayna did the the spot she's done with Dakota Kai a few times, the arm bendy spot, where she stomps on it. Except she did that with Mia's ankle. She put Mm -hmm. her foot down and then stepped on her heel, essentially. It looked yeah. gross. and uh, looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, which meant the rest of this match, Mia was working on one leg, and she tried and tried in vain several times, sometimes to her own detriment, to get an advantage on Shayna, usually costing herself pain in the process. She tried to hit protect your neck, but couldn't. Shayna kept reversing it. 
Uh, Shayna at one point early in the match tries to punch Mia, but Mia moves out of the way and Shayna punches the canvas instead. And as a result, Mm -hmm. her, her, I don't know if her wrist is jammed or something in the match, but Mia uses this a few times to escape submissions, including the Kirifuda clutch. Uh, but Mm -hmm. ultimately Shayna traps Mia's arms and gets her in the clutch and Mia has to tap out and Shayna is victorious. A good match. It was a really good match. And I had to like use her whole body mm-hmm. on the, the, whatever it's called. The submission. Like, it's yeah. Cool. The choke. Yeah. yeah. It, Cause it wasn't just, cause usually it's just her arms, but she had to like get her legs all in there. Like, I was like, this is impressive athletic work right here. Mm-hmm. Like it's very gymnastics. Yes. Without the flips, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mia, I think, I, th- I think Mia looked really good in this. And she did. This was a great show for people who had not looked super impressive previously to really shine, and it really worked. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mia looked great. Keith Lee looked great. Dijakovic looked great. This is great. Shanna always looks great. Yeah, Shanna always looks great. Uh, the tag match from earlier in the show, not so great. That was the only <laughs> downer on the show, I think. It was. And even that wasn't, like, horrible, because you're coming out of, the like, the Johnny Gargano... Tommaso Champa thing, so you kind yeah. of have some energy going into it. So. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was. Oh God, no! Easily the worst thing on this show. Yes, uh, there was there was nothing worse than that segment. But uh, they did announce the uh, the all of the teams for the Dusty Classic. I think I'm going off the top of my head here, so I could be wrong if I miss somebody. I, I was gonna say I have it here. So. Oh, okay, hit hit us with the the Dusty Classic. Do you have sure. the Do you have the teams or do you have the brackets as I, well? Both. Yeah, the brackets. Okay. So okay. first round, you got Mustache Mountain and Street Profits, mm-hmm. Lorkin and Birch versus Forgotten Sons, mm. DIY versus Undisputed Era. Like holy hell, yep. who put that one together? That's that's like a third level match. And mm. Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Eichner and Bartel. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, uh, these are some good matches. I would love to see. I know DIY is not going to win this thing because yeah. that wouldn't serve their story. So I know they're not going to, maybe they'll make it past the first round or something, but um, mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. DIY versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. That's a toss up. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, there'd be like, a, I don't know. They have potential here for like a really tremendous final. So long as the final features say, I don't know, Mustache Mountain. Like, if it's Mustache Mountain and Black and Ricochet, that would be, oh my goodness, tremendous. It would. Against, actually, pretty, actually, you know what? Put Mustache Mountain against any team from that other side of the bracket, and that would be an amazing finale. So just do that, and you'll have an amazing finale. You would, but my only thing is, I really want Street Profits to win this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't... But they face them in the first round, Mustache Mountain. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they're doing with with street profits. Because I feel like it's kind of maybe almost their time. I mean, they should do. I mean, I don't know if it's time like time for them to now? be the top team, but I definitely think Not it's yet. time for them to do something more with them. Yes, I agree. As long as Forgotten Sons does not win, literally, I don't care if it's anyone else. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they just hopefully they just come back next week and say, "Oh, we've made a mistake." Uh, we didn't mean to put these guys in. 
uh, we accidentally Sky Pirates instead. <laughs> yeah, we accidentally forgot to put Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne in instead. That, that doesn't make any sense, but I would rather them. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, okay, so I don't know what's happening next week. I don't know if they announced a match for next week. Uh, if they did, I, I didn't catch it. No, so, I don't remember. So I'm not positive, but mm-hmm. um, uh, clearly there will be something. Uh, a mystery episode uh, of, of NXT. So uh, before we go, uh, thank you to the good people over at Adam Tickets for sponsoring like they do every week. Cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets or uh, click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page to pick yourself up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fans in your life. Uh, and of course, while you're at the website, you can check out the archives of the show and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. And that way, you can join Jacqueline and myself uh, as we uh, peruse through a mystery episode of NXT next week on the WWE Network and Hulu. Uh, 